The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. Brian is out today. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. Here's what's happening this morning. A 20-year-old Lancaster man charged in connection to the vandalism of Russell Salvatore's Patriots and Heroes Park. Lancaster police say Michael Stasiak has been charged with criminal mischief, petty larceny, and criminal possession of stolen property. The park, located in front of Russell's on Transit Road, was vandalized in early March with statues, light fixtures, and displays paying tribute to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and Battle of the Bulge destroyed. There was a delay in the arrest and arraignment because Stasiak was being treated at ECMC since the incident occurred. Russ Salvatore says he's grateful for the outpouring from the community. He's planning on restoring the park and making improvements with a ribbon cutting expected on Flag Day, June 14th. Selling stuff online, possibly through Facebook Marketplace. The last part where the transaction occurs is most important. And WBEN's Max Ferry reports local police departments are offering some help to keep it safe. Our local police departments are stressing that citizens should exercise caution when meeting up with people online looking to buy items that you have for sale, like through Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. Recently, Amherst police have issued a crime watch for two suspects who have been using Facebook Marketplace to steal items that sellers have for sale. Well, we've received um, a few reports of people that are selling items or in some cases purchasing items over these uh, internet marketplaces. And like any other private exchange, there's always the possibility that someone has uh, ill intent and is you know, just there to try to either steal the property and or steal the money from the person that's looking to buy the property. Amherst Police Captain Chris Meyer. Luckily for some Western New Yorkers, some police departments offer what Amherst calls their Internet Exchange Safety Zones, which are monitored spots outside police stations where you can conduct your business in a less vulnerable setting. To conduct uh, an Internet Exchange, you know, if you're buying or uh, selling something, you could meet at that location. There's 24-7 video of the uh, surveillance of the area. And you can actually walk in and, you know, you're welcome to come in and notify our headquarters staff that you're going to be meeting someone in, in order to uh, conduct one of these exchanges. A list of safe place locations, including Cheektowaga, Tonawanda, and more, are available to you on our website. I'm Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. Thank you, Max. A lot more on that coming up this morning here on WBEN. During the pandemic, we saw a drop in church attendance. Three years later, are people coming back? With Passover just starting and Easter approaching, WBEN's Tom Puckett is taking a look. A new Pew Research study finds the share of all U.S. adults who say they typically attend religious services at least a month is down modestly but measurably since before the pandemic. Attendance is important. Um, It is the way that we understand community and attendance is Uh, shifting and changing, and we're learning a lot about that. Uh, The ways that we gather um, have have expanded in in some ways. Within the Episcopal Diocese, Canon Abbott Bailey says people are gathering online and in hybrid ways as well, and the church is looking to adapt. What we're trying to do is to understand how we our community and stay in community and offer a place of welcome, a place of belonging, a place where people know they're beloved, whether 
that place is virtual, whether that place is in person, whether that place is hybrid. Bailey says some churches have gathered in unique spots. Hear about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. And we'll be speaking with the pastor and Monsignor from Our Lady of Victory Basilica in Lackawanna coming up at 720 this morning and find out about his Easter message. Dr. Uh, Monsignor David LaPuma will be with us. Senator Chuck Schumer initiating an approach to crack down on swatting those false threats at schools and hold the perpetrators accountable. I'm calling on us and I will lead the charge in the Senate to supercharge the FBI with an additional $10 million specifically aimed to target swatting. All the kind of personnel, machinery, and other things they need, they should get, and get it right away. Schumer was in Lockport making that announcement yesterday at Lockport High School. Last week, there were several swatting incidents at schools in western New York. It appears former Vice President Mike Pence will testify in the Trump special counsel investigation into January 6th after a federal judge rejected efforts by the former president's attorneys to stop it, claiming executive privilege. Former Vice President Mike Pence appearing poised to provide documents and testimony in the Justice Department special counsel probe into January 6th. Trump's attorneys fought to block Pence's compliance with the special counsel subpoena, arguing executive privilege. Pence at first openly resisting. Now Pence's office saying he will not appeal the judge's ruling and will comply with the subpoena as required by law. A subpoena that could position Pence as a star witness in the special counsel investigation into alleged efforts by Trump and allies to overturn the 2020 election results. That's Justin Finch reporting. China condemning yesterday's meeting in Southern California between Taiwan's president and a bipartisan group of U.S. lawmakers. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy highlighting the importance of building up Taiwan's defenses to deter the growing threat coming out of Beijing. China, though, was quick to respond. China had warned Speaker McCarthy to avoid repeating what Chinese officials called disastrous past mistakes. That's a clear reference to Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan last year, which prompted China to conduct numerous live fire exercises around Taiwan. But McCarthy called the friendship between Taiwan and America a matter of profound importance to the free world. China called the meeting a provocation and said there would be resolute actions in response. Correspondent Martha Raditz. Virginia State Police have released dramatic dispatch audio from a highway pursuit that ended in a shootout and two people hurt. Authorities saying state troopers were alerted Wednesday night to an SUV heading south on the I-95 with the wrong license plates displayed on it. When police approached the vehicle, it sped off, leading to a highway pursuit that ended in Prince William County when the SUV crashed into the woods and the driver began shooting at troopers who fired back. We need a shield. We need a shield. We hear the shots fired. We need rolling cover on the left of us. Whoever's coming up on scene, we need cars on the road so we can get behind them. Officials say the driver and a passenger were injured and are in the hospital. Louisville Mayor Craig Greenberg saying that the National Weather Service said an EF1 tornado touched down in the Newburgh, Kentucky area. Greenberg reporting a death linked to the storm. Much of the damage reports that we have right now are from the south and southwestern parts of our city. Uh, There are a lot of trees down. There are power lines down. 
Um, and also buildings have sustained damage. More than 100 confirmed tornadoes have touched down in this country just in the past two weeks. And on a lighter note this morning, is there another Shrek movie in our future? I'm an ogre! Looks like there's another Shrek movie on the way. Variety reports new projects in the animated franchise are in the works, with at least one of them bringing back Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, and the rest of the Shrek gang. You gotta have free! Stop singing! There have been four Shrek films so far, the first in 2001, and the last one, 2010 Shrek Forever After, all of which have grossed a total of nearly $3 billion worldwide. Donkey, you've got to trust me. Christopher Watson, ABC News. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. It's going to be mostly cloudy and breezy today. Temperatures will drop. We'll be in the mid-40s this afternoon. Tonight's partly cloudy and cool. Overnight lows near 30. Sunshine on Friday, low 40s, upper 40s on Saturday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn joining us this morning. We're looking at the arraignment of former President Trump this week on 34 felony counts. John, glad you could join us here. Uh, a year ago, Cyrus Vance, the DA in Manhattan, looked at this case and said there wasn't anything there. And now Alvin Bragg, the new DA, files a 34-count felony indictment against the former Trump, uh, for the former president. How do you make sense of this? Is this what's referred to as prosecutorial discretion? Yes. Uh, in addition to that, though, uh, there is always a possibility of newly discovered evidence. Uh, and, you know, uh, the, the, the new D.A. Al Bragg, you know, kind of alluded to that uh, as well the other day in his press conference. Uh, he didn't really articulate what the new evidence was. I mean, and he, and he doesn't have to, obviously, either. Uh, but, you know, he, he referenced uh, in response to a question that, you know, that, uh, you know, as, since he took over that they've done some more witness interviews and that, you know, uh, you know, he kind of hinted at that they had some new evidence. Uh, now, again, whether or not that's true or not, you know, I, I don't know. I know I, I've said before on your show and I've said before to others uh, that, you know, I, I don't I don't know what evidence he has. Uh, you know, I, I haven't obviously talked to him about it or or, uh, or talked to any witnesses. So, you know, we, we just got to, I guess, take his word that uh, that he he has new evidence. I mean, the legal and political worlds are really colliding here. And when you were with us last week, you talked about how you, as a DA, have to separate politics out of it, out of the job. But are you worried that we're going to a place now where maybe Republican DAs are going to start going after Democrat office holders as retribution for what's going on right now with the former president? Well, I hope not, Susan. I, 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 re- I mean, I really hope that... Uh, you know, everyone kind of just takes a step back here right now and just pauses. Uh, you know, again, what, what, no, no matter what side you're on, no matter what you believe or don't believe, you know, you, you can't you can't let this job right here um, become political. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, you, you and I both, you know, know the former Buffalo News. Uh, writer Bob McCarthy, you know, who retired recently, who was a political reporter for a number of years in town. And, you know, when, when he retired uh, a few months ago, uh, you know, he, we, him and I had a conversation. And, you know, I, I, he pointed out to me that in, in my six years here as district attorney, that my name never once appeared in his political column. 
And, you know, I, I kind of took that as a matter of pride when, when, when he told me that, that my name never appeared in six years in his political column. And so, you know, we, 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 we need to keep it that way across this country. You know, we, we, we cannot have district attorneys becoming political. And again, I'm not saying that Mr. Bragg is political in this case here. You know, I, I'm going to, I'll leave that to others to talk about that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to weigh into that at all, but you know, we, we really cannot let what you alluded to there, Susan, happen because that, that would be the worst thing for our profession because I, I really think that, you know, the, the listeners out there right now, at least I hope they do, Susan, when they hear my voice and hear my name, that they think I'm a straight shooter and they don't think that I'm taking sides or that I'm right or left and, and, and I'm not political. And that's the way it has to be. And if it, if it doesn't stay that way, then we got a problem in this country. What concerns do you have if a trial does go forward? It would likely be during the presidential primaries and the election next year. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be uh, a distraction. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I mean, my, my, you know, my, I guess I got, I got two thoughts about it. My, my, my first thought is that, is that, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it would, it would somehow impact, you know, the election uh, and, and, and somehow. Uh, you know, not 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 let the the, the voters uh, decide about you know how they want this country to go forward and who they want to be their leader and and, and that would be like I said before a, a distraction. Uh, and, you know, the other hand is that you know do you do, do you do you manipulate the criminal justice system uh, to avoid that? Uh, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know if you do that. I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess you can. I mean, you know, it's in here. We. We, 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 we delay trials here in Buffalo uh, for a lot of reasons. You know, we, you know, we, you know, we, we hold off on doing things, uh, um, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we had a case yesterday where a guy pled guilty uh, to, a, to, to an arson um, that was, you know, three years old. Um, you know, so, you know, we, 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 we do delay things for a number of reasons. Um, you know, I don't know. The question is, I mean, do, do you delay this one purposely to, you know, wait till after the presidential election's over. You know, maybe you do uh, in this case. Do you think that the former president can get a fair trial in New York? Um. Well, that that's that that. I mean, sir. Generally, I always think that. All right. I mean, so uh, you know, g- g- generally, I always think that you know you you can always find twelve jurors. You know, believe it or not, who can be. Uh, uh, you know, responsible uh, and, and, and cannot let what the, the, you know, the noise they've heard from the outside uh, interfere in their decision making. Uh, I mean, from a, from a, from a principal standpoint, I, I firmly believe in that because uh, I, I practice that each and every day. Uh, you know, you're talking about a city, you know, in, in New York there, you know, you're, you're talking, to, you know, you're not talking the whole city, obviously. Your, your, your jury pool is only going to be from borough of Manhattan. So you're talking, you know, 1.5 million people. So, you got 1.5 million people, Susan. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, you're going to find 12 people who are going to be able to, to to do this without, you know, listening to the noise. I think. Talking with Erie County District Attorney John Flynn, John, I want to ask you about the arrest that we're reporting on this morning of a 20-year-old Lancaster man for the vandalism at Patriots and Heroes Park in front of Russell's on Transit Road. Yeah. What can you tell us about the arrest and why it seemed to take so long? 
Well, we 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 knew who he was, and we actually filed the the paperwork uh, almost a month ago. Uh, he, uh, he he's been at ECMC now for for almost a month. Uh, again, you know, due to HIPAA constraints, you know, I, I can't talk specifically about like why he was there, but you know, I, I can tell you and your listeners that you know going forward, uh, you know, I, I I need to make sure that he has the uh the, the the mental wherewithal uh and not have any mental issues that are going to prevent him from getting a fair trial i want to make sure he gets a fair trial and i want to make sure that he understands the proceedings that are going on so um you know i, I i'll leave it at that and you can kind of deduce uh you know uh and your listeners can kind of you know figure out what what, what some of his issues are um but he, he was he was at ecmc for almost a month uh we had filed charges uh, you know, almost a month ago. So we, we, we were just waiting for him to get out of ECMC. Uh, he got an ECMC yesterday. Uh, once he did, then the Lancaster police brought him immediately to the town judge there in Lancaster, and he was arraigned on three counts. He was arraigned on the uh, criminal mischief, which is the basically the, the destruction of property, and then he had a, uh, a petty larceny and a criminal possession of stolen property where uh, some of the some of the stuff that he vandalized um, the, the materials he uh, he allegedly kept kept that um, and so you know you, you might be asking you know why is it only petty larceny uh, and why is it only criminal possession of a stolen property in a fifth degree which is only a misdemeanor the problem here Susan is that you know this this artwork and this this work that Mr Salvatore had is it's so unique and, and so you know. Uh, like a lot of his stuff, you know, just kind of, uh, uh, you know, unique's the best word, I guess. Uh, you can't really put a price tag on it. You know, no, no, no one can tell me exactly the dollar amount of, of, of this of this piece of artwork. Uh, and so I'm stuck with just a misdemeanor on the on, on the stolen property. But he is charged with a felony on the actual destruction, and that, and that, and that that's the big charge, obviously, that you know, the, the destruction of the property, and that's what upsets me. And most veterans, the most obviously, is the is the actual destruction of the property. Right. How did you catch him? Did someone turn him in? Was it cameras? No, you know, yeah, we we had cameras, uh, and and again, Lancaster Police has done a great old great job of old old fashioned police work. You know, we are you know, so yeah, there was video, and uh, you know, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, in, in this world, you know, people talk, uh, and you know, we you know, we kind of heard rumors uh, in town about you know who might have done this, and. Like I said, in the Lancaster Police Department, they did, did a great job of, uh, of putting it together. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.